On this episode of The Perceptive Photographer, we are going to be talking a little bit about what makes a good photograph. I am your host, Daniel Gregory, and this is episode 461 of The Perceptive Photographer podcast. I thank you for listening, no matter what platform you're listening on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google, whatever it's doing. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out the podcast. Just a reminder that new podcasts are released every Monday. So if you're not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening on, and you will always get the latest and greatest Perceptive Photographer podcast episodes. I've talked about this notion or idea or concept of what makes a good photograph before on the podcast, and I'm talking about it again today because it is one of the top questions I get asked, whether it's in one of my classes, one of my workshops, a webinar, whether it's email, but people are always oftentimes asking me, what makes a good photograph? And it's the reason I think it's such an interesting question is it is a lot of layers and a lot of complexity to that question, because depending on sort of what we're looking for, what sort of feedback or what sort of answer we're looking for, that answer can change. That information that we actually listen to and hear in that feedback process can significantly change. And I also think one of the things that comes about the question of what is a good photograph or is this a good photograph is probably even a more precise way of asking that is oftentimes, I think, sort of a processing of one of two things. One, an uncertainty in the photograph. We're not quite sure what's going on in the photograph. We respond to it in some way, but we don't fully understand the photograph, whether it's our own or somebody else's. Or we are looking for some sort of encouragement, some sort of acknowledgement that it's worth continuing to even click the shutter and become a photographer or continue making photographs. Or finally, we are uncertain about whether or not the photograph actually is what we think it is. It's in the realm of, I don't know if it's a good photograph or not. I like it or I don't like it, but I don't know enough. I don't have enough information to fully process that photograph. And I think, so there's a lot of layers. I think there's even more layers probably we could pull back on that onion before we got to the heart of it. But no matter what we're sort of thinking about, that notion and the idea of what makes a good photograph. And as much as I don't like to sort of have a definitive checklist of what makes a good photograph, all of it needs to have this, it needs to have that, it should do this, it shouldn't do that. I do think there's some sort of central tenets or central concepts to the photograph that are worth examining and worth looking at in order to help, in order to help us better appreciate certain images. And one of the most important things here, and if you've listened to this podcast for very long, you'll know that reading and understanding photographs is something that is at sort of at the core of a lot of what I teach. Not necessarily do I like photographs or dislike photographs. That suspension of like and dislike is oftentimes held until very late in the critique process or the reading process of the photograph. But in this realm of sort of working through some of these ideas to decide is a photograph good or not, and we'll get to sort of what good actually means here as we draw a little farther into the podcast, we are sort of looking at, again, consciously making sure that we're holding back the notion of a like or a dislike is the judgment of whether a photograph is good or not. Because again, I can like things that are bad and I can not like things that are very good. But it's that suspension of that that becomes important. And I think when we're looking at photographs, one of the first things we look at to decide if a photograph is good or not is, is it with or without distraction? And the reason I say it's with or without distraction is I think some photographs are designed to have distractions in them, elements of, that create tension or sort of an uneasiness to them, a sense of macabre, whatever it is, but they're not always without distraction. But again, that distraction feels like it's with purpose. 
Distractions that don't seem to have purpose or don't seem to have any sort of reason for being in the photograph, I think are one of the check boxes we start off with in that decision of, is it a good photograph or not? Are we distracted from the contents of the photograph? Whether that be the objects and subject matter of the photograph or the subject of the photograph, what the photograph's actually about. You know, the difference between matter and subject is unique, but each one of those becomes important in that process. The distraction of an element that removes me from thinking about the rest of the subject matter of the photograph and then the subject and content of that photograph, I think is important in deciding whether or not it's a good photograph. If I'm not distracted from sort of the thesis or tenet of the image, I think we're moving in the right direction. And again, it's not always black or white because sometimes a photograph needs that distraction for it to be a good photograph and to be an interesting photograph. So we can't just say, oh, photographs without distraction. Again, it sort of goes to purpose and intention of that distraction within the element. I think another question that's in that very similar vein that when we're evaluating whether or not a photograph is good is the question of, is it interesting? And interesting is really sort of, an uh, to say that's highly subjective and nebulous would be an understatement. But when we look at a photograph, does it hold us in that frame? Do we wonder what was in that frame, the context of the photograph, why the photograph why the photographer took that photograph is all those elements sort of pull and tug at us a little bit is the interest in the willingness to spend time with the photograph. Not is it an interesting subject matter that may be part of it that holds our interest, but am I willing to give time to the photograph? Does it hold me in an interesting way? And part of that could even be just trying to figure out the photograph. Like what is that photograph? What is it about? What is the subject matter? What is the subject what is the content? Why did they take it? Where in the world is it? Anything in there that sort of holds and pulls at us a little bit sort of becomes interesting in that realm. In the same way to that sort of notion of interest is, does it evoke something within us? Does it bring up an emotional concept? Does it bring up an idea, a feeling, a thought, a connection to what makes that photograph sort of work in a more interesting way, in a more compelling way, in a more enlightening way? in a more sad way, whatever it is, does it have that ability to make me connect to something within myself, my community, my worldview that comes through that photograph? And that's why sometimes we look at a photograph and it's just the way it's framed. It's just the way it's composed. We're a very simple subject like a park bench. All of a sudden we've looked at a thousand park bench photographs and that one connects with us. That one resonates with us because it invokes within us some element within the psychology that we have when we look at that photograph. Now, again, does that necessarily make it a good photograph? No, but it's a component and an element that makes the case for it being a better photograph or a good photograph. I also believe that photographs that are good have us think. They have us shift our way and our awareness of the world in a way we hadn't considered before. They allow us to contemplate and maybe that shift is a reinforcement of something we already know. Maybe it's an opening and insight. Maybe it's a connection to a person we hadn't, we don't even know. It's that notion of caring about strangers. We look at a photograph and we just identify with something within that photograph. That desire to make me be more than I was before when I looked at the photograph. To know more than when I looked at the photograph. To care more than when I looked at the photograph. I think those are all important elements to the way we consider and think about our images. I think one of the other interesting sort of secondary pieces that sort of makes me wonder about a good photograph is when I look at a photograph, 
And one of my thoughts is I want to see more photographs. I want to look at more photographs either from that photographer or in this body of work, or I just want to go out and look at more photographs about that subject or subject matter that may not even be from the same photographer. But it makes me want to see more images. It makes me want to look at more work. And I think that's one of the real telltale signs about how we connect to photography and what defines a good photograph. A good photograph, at the end of the day, makes me want to stay engaged with photography. It makes me want to stay engaged with that photograph and the next photograph and the next photograph. And a really good photograph, even if it's surrounded by some weaker photographs, some not as good of photographs, can lift those other photographs up so that I'm staying connected with them because I'm now engaged in a much more active process. And at the end of the day, I think that's what makes a good photograph is when we think about listening versus hearing. And hearing is we just hear things all the time. I can hear music, I can hear songs, but listening is an active process. It is thinking about what has been said to us or is coming at us through our auditory canals into our ears and it comes in and we process that and we are present in the moment to what is being said. Anybody who's ever been in a relationship knows that just because your partner can parrot back what you just said doesn't mean they were listening to what you just said. And if you're not in a relationship where that's ever happened, kudos to you because that's been most of my life in my relationships. My ability to parrot back does not mean that I listen. In the same way, we go to photographs and being able to just sort of look at a photograph and parrot back the photograph is a passive process. We say disconnected from the photograph. We look at it, but we don't actively engage with it. We don't think about elements of interest, elements of thinking, elements of what else it could be. What are the possibilities? What is, the, what is it invoking with us? When the photograph becomes active, when our relationship to that photograph becomes an active process, we engage with it in a meaningful way because we are now looking at the photograph, processing the photograph, thinking about the photograph, and not just from a, how do they do that? What f-stop shutter speed camera was used? How do they process it? Any of that. But we also think about the other elements within that photograph. The true content of the photograph. That becomes, to me, the mark of a good photograph. When I am actively engaged with that photograph. So if I look at a photograph and it stays with me, it lingers with me, it forces me to ask questions, it forces me to think about things, it forces me to, even if I'm like, wow, look at the quality of light coming across that field. That's an active process. I'm thinking about that content and that framing and that subject within that photograph. And to me, if we can get photographs to be much more on the side of active in our dialogue and discussion with them versus a passive walkthrough, I think that ultimately becomes one of the great indicators of a good photograph. And I think it's also why when we look at photographs, some people look at a photograph and they're like, meh. And other people can look at a photograph and they see something else. And they're like, that's the most amazing photograph ever. It comes down to that ability to connect, interact, and be active in that process of looking at the photographs. So as you're going back through your photographs, when you're looking at photographs, when you're at a gallery, when you're at a coffee shop, when you're looking at a magazine, Instagram, stop and think about the photographs that sort of hit you. You know, that sucker punch in the stomach that you sort of feel like, wow, that photograph's really cool. Start to notice what type of engagement do you have with those photographs? What is it about those photographs that makes you respond that way? 
Then when you come back to your own work, when you're looking at your own catalog of images and you're trying to select between three different images, five different images, 50 different images, you know you can start to look for those ones that give you the same feeling because you're actively connecting to those photographs in an interesting way. It's not just that you have great light, great subject, great composition, but there's something else there that makes that pull at you in a way that the other photographs don't. I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera. Thank you so much for listening to my little podcast here at The Perceptive Photographer. Again, just a reminder, every Monday you'll get a new episode and upcoming here pretty soon. I have finally got all the dates on my 2024 workshops online, in person, all sorts of various topics. And I'll make sure you get information about that. So if you're just a podcast listener, you'll get links and information about finding all of those. Those will be coming up here in the next week or so. Have a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening. And I'll see you next week, next time, next episode, however you tick these things off in your listening world.